um, how can I follow the path that someone else has laid for me to be successful? Me to be successful. I'm sitting on deuces while the bar still been rap music because I want more. All money, yeah, and it's just us four. It's just copy, it's just hoggy, it's just rap It's just Adam, it's just black salmon, both the fast. Where your 600 bands, where your rovers at? Where your Cuban legs, where your rollies at? Where your big booty bad, stay with posters at? Where you hustle, where you run from the police at? Where you ever represented hope, where the hopeless at? Where you had to take an oath for you sold the sack? Dealt with all the pressure, played it like you never noticed that. Amongst it all, put yourself on the map. Turn it to a booming operation, where your focus at? Where your 600 bands, where your rovers at? Where your Cuban leg, where your rollie at? I would rather shoot before I run. Pressure on my shoulder when it's done. You should try and do what we done. Make a million dollars while you young. I would rather shoot before I run. Pressure on my shoulder when it's done. You should try and do what we done. Make a million dollars while you young. So if you can tell us how exactly and what deal you did to make your first million dollars. I can tell you it's how I came up. Similar to climbing out the grave, huh? Can't be acting like a bitch trying to get saved, bruh. Get that dirt up off your shoulder, step your game up. Can't be chasing pussy, switch your ways up. Can't be f***ing off your loot, you gotta save up. So you gon' probably fail trying to play us. Streets ain't for everybody, get your grades up. Ain't about your money, you just looking for a stage, huh? And all that stunt put a in your brain, huh? Stupid you can't fade us. Like, we even raised cubs. Where you come from? Where you get your name from? You was in the house, not with the runaway slaves, huh? You were never in the spot when they raid, huh? You ain't really bought it, little This a phase, huh? Uh, uh, I would rather shoot before I run. Pressure on my shoulder when it's done. You should try and do what we done. Make a million dollars while you young. I would rather shoot before I run. Pressure on my shoulder when it's done. You should try and do what we done. WSJU Radio, Mad Max on air here. Very emotional here tonight with uh, the passing of Nipsey Hussle. Um, Definitely one of the many artists out here making an impact in the hip-hop culture. And uh, it's sad to see what happened to him last night. I wasn't expecting it. He was really doing a lot for the community and to make this world more united and he was doing a lot of great things and to see what happened to him was just terrible and no one deserves that and it was very emotional because Nipsey was a great guy from what everyone knew and his music was great lyrical content was awesome I always liked his music I will forever like his music and it's very ashamed what happened last night and um, my condolences go out to Nipsey Hussle's family. And uh, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Now, we have a great show for you here tonight. And which DJ Chuck Chillout from WBLS, the legend, will be calling in at 8.15 p.m. We'll be having a nice interview tonight. And Pretty Lou will be in the building with me and my brother DJ Marco. We'll be giving away tickets on air here so you got to call in for tickets to win to his third annual birthday charity concert we have 
Raekwon and Ghostface, Fat Joe, Remy Ma, The Locks, Jim Jones, and many more artists at the concert, Irving Plaza, April 16th. Call in, again, 718-990-3758. That's WSJU Radio's phone number. Right now, in the booth with me, in the building, we have Tony Paventa from World Wrestling Radio. Tony, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Great, great. The whole story of uh, Nipsey Hussle, though, you got you to gotta question, you know, what's between the lines in the circumstances that are involved in that, you know. But, yeah, it's just um, very, very sad. Very, very, very sad. Indeed. I, I did not real, like, I just did not. Uh, I'm like, my mind is just so blown away from it because, like, it's just insane. Like, it's just not something I expected. It really isn't, but, like, you just, like, it's like, it's just, like, you just hear a name. Like, I'm like, just, like, boom, like a name all the time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just is terrible. This, we must do better. We must learn from this situation because Nipsey Hussle was one of the people that was grinding out here trying to make the world a better place. He's putting forth a documentary. He was going to talk with the LAPD on how they can make issues better for the world and in that community, and it's just a shame what happened. Uh-huh. It really is. Yeah. And um, but he'll always be remembered. No one will ever forget him. I know Nick Cannon's going to carry on what he was doing as well as and, everyone should. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. But let me tell you this. You got to get the shields up for Nick Cannon. Yeah. They got to watch him like a hawk because you, you don't know. You got to watch out out here. Uh-huh. But so tell me what's so what's on the docket tonight? tonight? I heard you got two, I heard you got a little uh, double header coming up. Double header, eight fifteen. That's ten minutes. DJ Chuck Chillout from WBLS, one of the legendary DJs of all time, will be calling in, and we'll be having a great interview discussing music, his time at Kiss FM, WBLS, and more about hip hop music in general. And then at nine thirty p.m., we will have Pretty Lou coming in, one of the hottest hosts in NYC. With uh, my brother DJ Marco, which we do the Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. show, the DJ Marco and DJ Mad Max show. And we'll be having a special interview tonight for you guys, giving away the tickets. Again, 718-990-3758, the WSJU number to call in around 9.30 in between that time period and 10.30 p.m. for ticket giveaways to the Pretty Lou's third annual birthday charity concert at Irving Plaza, April 16th. Great concert coming that way. And tell us also what you got for this upcoming Thursday at 3 p.m. This upcoming Thursday, Derek Jones, cornerback of the New York Jets, will be calling in. We're having an interview as well for that. And as well as for me and Marco's show, Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m., we have uh, upcoming artist Suzanne Christine coming in for an interview as well. But who else is coming? Suzanne Christine. She's an upcoming artist. You probably wouldn't hear of her just yet. On the same day? No, that's Wednesday night. Nine thirty. This, this upcoming PM. this upcoming Wednesday? Yes. So you have a very busy week. Very busy week. So mon so tonight we got you got two guests. Mm hmm Wednesday you have another guest. Yes. And Thursday you have another guest. That's correct. And then it just keeps rolling on until next Monday. Mm-hmm. Do you have do you have a guest for next Monday? Next Monday is DJ Ninth Prince in which he has a mixtape coming out with OVO, which is Drake's label, and 40s. And that mixtape's called A Weekend in Toronto, in which 
OVO artists will be featured on. He's worked with many people in the industry as well as the Locks, MMG, which is Made by Music Group. Um, it's going to be a great interview next week as well. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned if you're listening. Perfect, perfect. Um, so this, this is sports and hip hop. Not yeah. it, sports this weekend. Obviously, was just the base was just the baseball with, with with the locals. The the Mets winning two out of three against the Nationals and the Yankees losing two out of three to the Baltimore Orioles. So I mean, I mean, it's we're in Game Four of 162. There's nothing really big to really like discuss with that. You know, mm-hmm. just want to like tell you like, yeah, what happened. LGM is all I gotta say. I know you're a Yankee fan, right? <laughs> yeah, and he's got his uh, Lenny Dykstra Lenny jersey, Dykstra from, jersey. <laughs> from 1986. Yeah, that's right. And uh, how about uh, today on air? Was he dropping f bombs? Yeah, it was a really messy situation. So apparently, Ron Darling in his ne- in his um in his latest book. I think it's called 128 Strikes, mm-hmm. something like that. Something like that. I was reading about it, and Darlin put in the book that he was racist and uh, yelling at the guy from the Red Sox. What was his name? Um, it's going to kill me now because it was a racist claim that he it's made. Called, uh, no, it's not. It's called 100 and t- 108 Stitches. Yeah, Loose Threads. That book is out now, and Ron Darling made the accusation, allegation, whatever, that Lenny Dykstra was made racist taunts to the Red Sox in the 86 World Series. Lenny Dykstra yeah. went on with Michael Kay today, and I know. it blew up. And I know um, um, that Lenny has had a bunch of issues in his life. He's gone to jail. He's, you know, had, like, drug issues and yeah. stuff like that. So what we what we heard on the air today with him was not really surprising. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't a good showing to prove his innocence. I'll just no. tell you that. Yeah, no. So another, another bit of news, um, the NCAA. That's right. College basketball March Madness. How about Madness. that Duke game last night, Michigan State taking down Duke. I'll tell you this. It was very disappointing to see Coach K's team just get just get wrapped up like that. So Zion, so the era of Zion and Duke is over, and it ends at the hands of, of the Michigan State Spartans. So we now have a final four. Mm-hmm. Text, we have it's it's Texas Tech. It is Michigan Virginia State, Michigan State, and Auburn. And Auburn. I mean, what are your expectations for this? <sighs> Auburn's riding high right now. Mm-hmm. Riding high. It is unreal what the Tigers have been doing. You know, but because they here's the thing with they they beat UNC. And they beat Kentucky. Yeah. In a matter of two days. But I'm just so surprised about Duke. Like, I couldn't get over that. The one point, they won 68-67. to 67. Michigan State beat Duke. Now... Actually, no, a matter of three days because they beat they beat UNC on Friday and they beat Kentucky on Sunday. Right. So it's a matter of three days. But it's it's it was kind of a shame that Duke could not make it to the Final Four because everybody... Because they... Clearly had had the best talent. And Zion and R.J. Barrett. They had the best talent Biggest in the entire college nation. basketball right now. Oh yeah, but they had the best talent in, in the nation. But anything could happen, mm-hmm. especially in the Elite Eight when you have some of these teams with great defenses, like Michigan State. Michigan State had has one of, had one has one of the best defenses in college basketball. So, really wasn't that big of a uh, surprise there. That they were able to neutralize their offense, and Coach K just couldn't get anything done. No, even with Zion and RJ and Cam on 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 the court, Trey Jones, Bolden, those it's 
after the Final Four and after the championship tournament, after the whole thing is over, I'm just waiting for the draft because the Knicks have good odds right now to get Zion. If the Knicks get Zion, I'll be happier than I've ever been in a while, and it'll be a good streak because the Jets picking up Le'Veon Bell was definitely a great feeling for me. Oh, absolutely. Listen, it's just like you get to look forward to it. As of right now, the Knicks do have the worst record in in, in, the, in the NBA. <laughs> that's right. I mean, the only team that's kind of close, I say, is probably the Phoenix Suns. I think it's, what, two games? Mm-hmm. I think the Suns are two games better. The, the Cavs are like, the Cavs are five games better. The Bulls have run themselves out. And, none, and not hardly any teams from, from the West besides the Suns, obviously, mm-hmm. have really been that bad bad you know the, yeah. the west has been very very competitive so it goes to show that the knicks are probably going to get the most the most ping pong balls in that lottery and they're in good position to land the first pick yeah you know and i can only hope and they need that luck on their side they do it's they time for the that knicks luck. to get the first pick and get zion it's only right it's time it's very much time it's time and how about the nets how about the nets they beat Boston a couple days ago in Barclays. Of course, Kyrie was not playing for the Celtics. That's right. And I know that Bo- that Brooklyn schedule to end the season is going to be rough. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the true test to see if they are actually worth being a playoff team. I, I just want them to make the playoffs. Yeah. Number one, because it's good for the city. Mm-hmm. It's good for the city. It's good. F- it's good for the local vibe. Mm-hmm. And for us Nets fans that have been waiting for this for a while. And it's good for it's good for potential free agents. They mm-hmm. got two. They have two max slots. Mm-hmm. And when I hear rumors about Kyrie possibly preferring Brooklyn over the Knicks, that's good. Free agency. That's good. I mean, that's really big stuff. Of course, you, I'd much rather want to see KD. Like, 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 if I, like if I, <laughs> I think everyone like would. If, if there was a choice between Kyrie and KD, I would take KD and Harvey. Oh, I, I don't think anyone because would disagree with you because we already have D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. And we could just re-sign D. We could just re-sign Russell and then bring in KD. Yep. You know, but and I also want to shout out the event that's going on with the ticket raffle giveaway at uh, 7:30 p.m. Wednesday night at the uh, where is it that place in uh, what's the place where they're having it at for WSJ who's holding that? What is it? That event, the Brooklyn Net event. Oh, the uh, live stream for yeah, the live stream. for Brooklyn Nets Toronto Raptors presented by Red Bull. That's right. And uh, I want to thank Tony for coming on today and uh, doing a quick sports segment. And uh, mm-hmm. when we come back on air, we will be with DJ Chuck Chillout. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. World Wrestling Radio, by the way, is on Thursdays from 12 to 1 p.m. Thank you. Yeah. WSJU Radio, DJ Mad Max on air here, and we have a very, very, very special guest on the phone lines tonight. One of the greatest to ever do it on the turntables, jog wheels, on vinyl, and 
has kept it real since day one. That is DJ Chuck Chillout. Chuck Chillout, how are you doing tonight? Fine, sir. How are you doing? Sir? I'm doing I'm doing very well tonight, and I appreciate you calling into the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And um. I was loving the mix on Saturday night. You were uh, tearing it up with that Mob Deep tribute. Yeah, it's only right, man. You know what I mean? I was, you know, I was there. They, I was there. Their last show in Vegas. I was there. Oh, you were. Yeah, I was there, bro. Rest in all, peace, the prodigy. It was all the same show as the all the rap tour. Was, it was me, Ice T, uh, Big Daddy Kane, Mob Deep, Onyx, and Curtis Blow and Cameron. But that was an amazing show, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not knowing, man. I, I gave, Harry came over, gave me a pound, and then they went on. And then I was the, the last time I saw the brother. Mm. Rest in peace to Prodigy. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, when did you first see a pair of turntables and you were just like, that's what I want to do for a living. Wow. You want to you go there? Okay. <laughs> uh, um, well, well, my mom had a, she had a birthday party. I think I might have been probably 15, 16. And this cat, she hired a DJ and he kept, kept playing brass destruction over and over and over. I was like, yo, what is he doing over there? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I, you know, I just, I, I watched him all night, you know, at turntables playing records, and you know, mm -hmm. you know, and I just kept saying, yo, what is he doing? What is he doing? So, you know, as, you know, as it went on, you know, you know, hip hop started in the Bronx, so uh, you know, I started. Seeing certain people like break out, Grandmaster Flash, mm -hmm. um, Bam Bada, Cool Hurts, and, and so on. So then I said, let me, let me form my own crew. So, you know, I, I brought my mom, she brought me my first turntable. I think I might have been 16, 16, 17, somewhere around there. So, you know, you know that, was, that was always my thing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I took that up and you know, stay with that, you know, and one thing led to another. You know, I started in the basement in the Bronx, in 22nd Street, you know what I mean? So, you know, going from the playing in the park, doing community centers and, 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 and doing clubs and then going on tour and then traveling the world, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's what it is, yo. Now, the first set of turntables that you got, were those the techniques? Yeah, I had, I had, um, you got, you got to be old school to remember, you had a, I had a pair of black SO2000. Oh, okay. And they don't, they don't make those no more, bro. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope, now it's all electronic. Yeah, man, you know, I'm not, I'm not pushing no buttons. Yeah, no, no, you, you, you're keeping it 100% yeah. old school, which is what I like. Yo, you know, it's, 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 it's you know, I've, it's gotten to the point now, man, I, you know, I got to. You know, I bring my partner DJ Blast with me, and he brings turntables in the mix of them set up when I play. But I can't, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't like them CDJs or 
but I'm on the non-sensitive. You know, <laughs> the I don't, I don't, I don't like it, man. I don't, I don't like the way it feels. I, don't, I just don't like it, man. You know, before all that crap came, people were using turntables. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got a pair of the D, uh, DDJ SX2s and. I just want to go back to vinyl. Like, I never used vinyl before, and I feel like it's not art. I feel like vinyl is the art of hip-hop. Like, you know, a lot of these young guys don't know, man, I used to carry 10 speakers, amps, mm. 15, 20 crates of records, and then you, and then you got to set up, and you, you might make $100. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I went, I went through all of that. So, but, you know, one thing... One thing I can say, man, it, it kept me off the corner. It kept me out of trouble. Um, a lot of people I grew up are, are dead or in jail. Um, so, it, you know, it, it definitely did the right thing by me. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. And then going back to what you said about the crates, nowadays everything is just loaded on the library in a computer. Yeah. They don't, they don't know about carrying 15, 20 crates. You got to come with three hand trucks. Yeah. And you, and you, but you know, but you might have only played two crates, but you had to put up there 10, 12 crates to show you was hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a certain look. That's what it was. Now, how did you get your name, Chuck Chill Out? Um, wow. Uh, you know, we was always hanging out. So, you know, you know, back then, man, it was it was, it was a lot of fights back then. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like, "Yo, Chuck, chill, chill, chill." Let me say this. So a lot of people get in that early in the early eighties. I see a lot of rap people get beat up, and, and DJs get beat up. You know, and I wasn't having it. So that's where it, it, it kind of started from there in the stadium. So mm-hmm. now, do you remember your first? Big event that you DJed? Oh yeah, my first my first party was at uh other night somebody asked me this question. My first party was at a spot called Twin Park. It was a a, a project near the Bronx Zoo by Fort Mill. Mm. That was my first party. I got I got a hundred dollars. <laughs> and um, we all know that you've had some of the greatest and classic records with Cool Chip as well. So what was it like working with Cool Chip and how did you two meet? Oh, well, well you know, we you know we both grew up in the, you know, me, him, and Flex grew up in the, the, in the Deuce and Wild. We all grew up in the, the northeast section of the Bronx. That's two, that, that Gun Hill, 233rd area. So we all grew up in that area. And Chip lived around the corner from me. Um... So you know, you know, I was when I first when they first approached me about doing an album, they wanted me to do like a a compilation album, and I was like, I didn't want to do that because I didn't feel like calling and bugging people for songs because I was already in the studio with, with tracks. So I said, Yo, man, you know, let me um let me find a rapper. I said, Wait a minute, I said, Mama, let me chip raps. So we, we went we went into a studio downtown where everybody recorded called INS Studios. It's 19 Murray Street. Everybody went through there. Um, uh, Keith Sweat, Ooh. X-Clan, Mantronics, 
Just Ice. Um, a lot of a lot of people caught her in that studio. Just Ice. Go. That's going way back. Yeah, but you know, but this spot was like the the main spot. Mm-hmm. So everybody was recording in there. So you know, I did I did Distant Masters in there, and I did my stuff in there. Um, so we you know we did we did Rhythm is the Master. I recorded that with him and Tom Moran, and then I, I went and chopped the deal, and then I, I got picked up by um by my man Van Gibbs, who had a production deal with Polygram. Mm. So that's how we did the album. So. And uh, congrats on that too, because that led to yeah. a amazing I had, journey. I had, a, I had another cat that um, worked with me with, with tracks named Boy White. So. And and you had songs with him as well. No, we you know we was we were um you know I would the thing with this with him was you know I would find like like all the loops I wanted to use, but then he had all the equipment in the house, so I would go there and we would do what we got to do and come up with something, and then we would get a, get a track to, to chip and he would rap to it. Mm. You know, and it was just you know we just it was basically me him and Chip produced the album. Mm. I love the cover on it, by the way, for Masters of the Rhythm. That, that yeah, I was, yeah. That, uh, it also came with a comic book that was in in Rap Masters magazine, so too. So, wow. I don't know. I don't know if you remember that. No, no. I I I know Rhythm is the Master, of course. That's a classic. Yeah, yeah. But but if you look at the, if you look at the first video, the, the comic book was intertwined with the video. So so like. The whole thing was, you know, they was making us like superheroes. That's why we was dressed the way we was dressed. Mm. So then, like I said, the, the album, the album came out with the, the comic book cover, and then to the comic book was was in Rap Master. So a, a couple, a couple people still to this day run up on me. Matter of fact, when I was in Vegas, the cat pulled it out. I I signed it for him. <laughs> oh wow! I, I was surprised they had it. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's classic. Yes, sir. Uh, do you remember who designed the cover? Yeah, um, my boys, uh, Soda, um, Fizz. You know what I mean? I still, I still talk to Fizz. You know, Fizz is a, a big time. Um, well, well, he doesn't really. He does a lot of tattoos now, but he, mm. you know, he was a big graphic designer. Him and his kid named Mike. Did, I still talk to them to this day. So. Hmm. Now. He was calling himself Soda back then. Mm -hmm. Now, when you were on your DJ journey, how did you get to go to uh, Kiss FM, and what was your journey like to there? Well, like, like, well, like, like I said to you, man, when when I first started, you know, back then, you know, you had to um, you had to make a name for yourself. So, like I said, from the basement, from the basement to the park. The park to different community centers, and then then came a, a spot called Fever, where I, where I met the world at. Man, it was there was two key spots that everybody went to. It was the Fever and the Roxy. I met the world in those two clubs. So you know you know back then you know you was just basically trying to hang out and network and. And meet who, meet people that was in your world because you know it was, it was like the early beginnings. You know, you talking eighty, eighty one, eighty two, and people basically started going into the studio and like doing records, things like that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in, you know, like like I said, Caesar and the Roxy was the, the, the two main hip hop clubs. So I'm in the club one night at Roxy's, and, I, and this guy runs up on me by the name of Brian Mayo, and he tells me, um, me and Red was made together, so tells me, y'all want to put this rap music on the radio? We was like, yeah, right, what up? <laughs> so I, I didn't believe him at first. Because, you know, he didn't, he didn't look like, you know, he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> but, um, so the, the next day, Red goes out, yo, he calls me on the phone, yo, 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 it's real, it's real, it's real. So, I said, okay. Mm-hmm. So two days later, I went down there. You know, I got handled about four or five times. They wouldn't let me go in the back. So one, so the receptionist got me went somewhere. I said, I'm going to find this dude, Barry Mayo. So when I walk in the back, I see Bob Slay and Chuck Leonard sitting back there. And then they brought me to meet Barry. And Barry goes, I was wondering when you was going to walk back here. And then he brought me to this, the dude, which was the program director. His name was Tony Q. And the rest is history. And then, yep, then became one of the legendary DJs on radio. And uh, what was your experience like DJing on the radio from where you were, like you said, like basement and then you know, moving like, on? Like, you know, when, you know, like when we first started doing that, man, we didn't get no money. So mm-hmm. a lot of people think, oh, y'all, y'all was getting paid. See, I, but I knew, I knew back then. I can make my money in the streets with the clubs. You know, like I said, you had to you had to make a name for yourself. So everybody was was jockeying for position like they still do now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So your whole thing is to make a name for yourself so people can know who you are. But um Yeah, you know, it was it was crazy, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was it was you know, it was all good, but I I knew from the First time when I made my first tape, and and I just heard every car playing it, and I was like, "Yo, (laughs) (laughs) yo!" Every Friday night, get one nine o'clock. Every car riding around was go pop pop. It was just crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know what this is getting ready to be. Okay, (laughs) I know what this is. Without you know, but you know, hey man, you know I thank God for the opportunity. You know I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it until the day God comes to get me. You know what I mean? I heard Minister Farrakhan say one time, he said, "Uh, lions don't retire; they die on the job." So that's how we gonna do it. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? And uh, I know I've heard a lot from like throughout, like members of my family, as well like people I knew, like the. the I remember they'd record like your mixes when you were on air, and they're like, "I'll never forget those." So where, where, where? You born and raised in New York? No, I'm from Connecticut. What, what part? Uh, Fairfield County. Okay, wait, what's that near Bridgeport? Where's yeah, that? yeah, that's that's near Bridgeport. Oh, so you know, you know, you ever heard of my people called the Skinny Boys? Um, I actually haven't. Yeah, well, those those guys were from up there, and I was the only one playing. They were the only really rap group that came out of Bridgeport that actually made a name for themselves hmm. for the skinny boys and I was the only cat playing them they were trying to drive records wow 
I didn't even know that because coming from Connecticut, like we really don't have that many artists, and like don't know of many artists who were established out of Connecticut. So. I'm gonna have to go back and uh, listen to those. I did not know about this. Yeah, they, yeah his name is Ego. He's from New Haven. The Skinny Boy was from Bridgeport. Mm. You know, those two were the first. And then um, when I first met EPMD, um, Paris was going to the, the University of Connecticut. He was a football wow. player. Yeah, so. I didn't even know that. Yeah, you're talking 19. 1983. <laughs> That's way before my time. I was born in 1999. Yeah. But hearing from like family members and people around in my neighborhood, they're like the Chuck Tillout tapes. Oh, they're like, oh man, I used to record those. Those were legendary, and I know people who still have the cassette tapes that and what they were. Yo, but you know, it's, it's it's just funny, man. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't. I remember a couple about three years ago that they booked me to to do a club in England. So like a fool, I walked through the crowd. Mm-hmm. I don't know what made me do that. Yo, it took me three hours to get from one side of the the club. To the other side, <laughs> everybody wanted to take pictures. I took every every picture inside. It took me three hours to get from one side. I, I true story, true story. And I was like, wow. So you know, those tapes, man, they they ended up all around the world. Believe it or not, because I don't I don't been to a couple places and people don't pull out tapes. And I was like, yo, even yo, my cousin from Brooklyn sent me this. I was like, really? Yeah, and we all know uh, one of your famous one was uh, the Bridge Wars. That's a big one. <laughs> well, that was that was really you know, Red Red was with Karis One, and and Karis One was really battling battling um, MC Shan. And I you know that was that wasn't really my you know I mean that wasn't really in that in that war. Mm-hmm. You know my war was. Yeah, now what was it like during that time? Because I always hear stories for with the MC Shan and then the Boogie Down uh, productions. Yeah, well, yeah well, well, you know, Shan, you know, Shan was dissing the, was dissing the Bronx and Chris was dissing Queens. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's how it was. You know, but everybody's, everybody's good friends now, you know what I mean? But it was, it was definitely, uh, it was, it was territorial back then. Mm. You know what I mean? So, you know, you, you represented your hood to the fullest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and going back to what you said about England, I know you're huge on touring overseas as well, and I know you like to tour and in, in DJ in Japan. Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been there a couple times, yeah. yeah. What was it like being over in Japan? 
Man, I almost didn't come back. <laughs> the last time I was, well, I was in, I was in Korea last year, and I was supposed to go back. But the last time I was there was like '95. I stayed a month, and I was, I did, did a bunch of clubs over there, you know. But the funny thing about them, they'll just come and watch you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know they don't dance; they stand and watch you and see what you're gonna play and what you're gonna do. But it was uh, it was definitely different. Mm-hmm. You know, I would just sit down at uh, the spot called Rapungi. Rapungi's like how the old Forty Second Street was. Mm-hmm. All the all the all the main clubs was in Rapungi. I did I did a spot called uh, Liquid Room and Club Yellow. Hmm. So you know, it was two or three thousand people was in there. It was crazy. crazy. <sighs> And I know you were one of the first uh, DJs to really play hip hop in Japan. Yeah, I was on a I was on a station called um, Bay Seventy Eight. Oh, okay. FM, FM Yokohama. Yeah, because I was because the thing is, to what it was when I was on Kiss, there was a producer cat that was doing a show in the back, and he was telling me, "Yo, I'm on the air in in Japan. Would you mind doing a show?" I said, "Nah, I'll do it." And I did it. Next thing you know, I was over here. <laughs> you know, I, I almost didn't come back, bro. I almost didn't come back. <laughs> you, I, stayed, I stayed a month. I almost didn't come back. Now, do you prefer overseas from uh, in the United States? Um, you know, anytime you could, you can get out of New York City and and see God's will. It's all good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But you know, I, you know, I love my, I love my. I'm New York City to the fullest, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But you know, I, you know, I like to travel. That's 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 even more better. Because when I interviewed uh, Master Ace, he was telling me that when he preferred overseas over here, like the fan base and the promoters were more professional over there as well. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it depends, man. You know, all the promoters are a funny style anyway. You know, you know, they act like they got the. You know that everyone stuff like you know this is good with them. This is bad with us. But anything you do, you know people. You know they fly you somewhere and they, they got the deposit. You know they put you in a four or five star hotel, and a lot of them try to depend on ticket sales. If they don't do do good ticket sales, and they you know then they come with the the sob story. Yo, I ain't got all the money. You know we ain't trying to hear that. Mm. You know what I mean? I got nothing to do with that. You know, you got to give me mine. You know what I mean? So. And I also read somewhere while you were in Japan, you broke out some artists as well on air and in general when you're DJing, such as like a Tribe Called Quest and Run DMC. Yeah, that was yeah, that was on um, that was on that station. I was playing. I was basically doing the same show on Kiss. I was doing on that station at mm-hmm. FM Yokohama until they changed the format and they and they took me off. Now what was the reception f- for, uh, from Japan while you were playing oh, hip hop? It's big. It's big. You're talking this is like this is 19 when I was when I was doing that show it was 1994, 95 and 96 then they changed format. Mm. They started playing so after they they were playing hip hop, and they, then they sold it. Then next time they started playing Beethoven and stuff like that after that. So I don't, I don't even know if the station was even there. Now. I don't even. But, but back then, you know, it was 
and I was playing all the, you know, stuff I was playing on Kiss. Mm. Now, growing up during like a great time of hip hop, who were some of your favorite artists? So many of them, man. You know, you had, you know, you had Public Enemy, you had Run DMC, um, me and you know, me and Chips up DPMD, mm-hmm. LL Cool J, Audio Two, Sonic, Heavy D. It was, you know, it was, you know, that era was the best time of uh, of hip hop. That was the golden era. It was. You know, Ice Cube, you know what I mean? You know, it was NWA because Chuck D was the first. Chuck D was the cat that gave me the, the NWA uh, cassette. So. Oh, he was the first one to give you that cassette? Yeah, he was the first one to give me that cassette. I was the only cat playing NWA. And, and, as a matter of fact, I was the only cat playing West Coast Rappers in New York, period. Wow. I was playing MC Hammer. I was playing King T, I was playing Ice Cube, I was playing Ice T, I was playing N.W.A. You know, me and Easy E was tight, Jay Fab. Hmm. You know what I mean? He came and saw me a couple times. I wish I could have kept that interview when I had him up there. I, I lost that that tape somewhere. Oh man! Um, but you know, I was I was the only one you know playing them you know those guys. So when they so when they came into town, you know they came by the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was cool with Mike Concepcion, you know what I mean, so. I never knew that. Now, what was the reception out here because you were playing the West Coast? Well, well, you know, a lot of people back then was was, was hating on the, on the West Coast stuff. There was another cat called Paris. You know, he was like the, the West Coast public enemy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was on Tommy Boy Records, but I was playing – Anything that was dope, I played. So you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a problem. You know, you know, cats were yo, why are you playing that man? If you get them West Side, I was man, no, man, it's something hot. You gotta play because they had they had good songs back then. So I know for a fact I was the only one playing. You know all that stuff back then. So. Mm. And uh, NWA was definitely a huge impact because of the whole. With with the police and they spoke up yeah. for what was really happening in the world, and as well as Public Enemy too, they spoke up on politics. Oh yeah. And I say this a lot to people. I said we need more rappers like that today. I feel like who just. Oh, being conscious. The other, the other day I was, the other day I was talking to Chuck. He said he was going to address a couple issues on on the next album, so maybe he ends up in there. Ooh, I'm I'm hoping because. We never, I never, we never see that anymore. It's rare because a lot of it, like, it, no space music. There was no space music back then. <laughs> no, nah, none of that, man. That's why I don't. That's why I don't understand, man. When I hear, you know, there's a lot of these rappers, man, that come out now. They they got three or four songs that sound the same, and I, and I say to myself, is it me or y'all not hearing that? Because I know in my era, if you made two songs. That sounded the same. You was finished. Yeah, you was done. You know what I mean? So, but hey, it's so tough to listen to radio today. A lot of stations, and I know I tune into your show every Saturday night, eleven to twelve a.m. because I can get that feel of the old school hip hop. I mean, Word up. 
I can't listen to the mum- what they call mumble rap. I can't. I call it, I call it space music. Man. Space music, that's right. <laughs> you got you got to smoke some to understand what they say. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's all good though. Yeah. You know, some you know, some of those guys are, are dope. You know, like I like Meek Mill. Oh yeah, I like me. I have a lot of respect yeah, like, for Meek you know, Mill. Like him, you know. He's doing a lot for the community too. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I like some of that stuff. You know, Rick Ross. And like like that dude like that dude designer you know I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you a funny story <laughs> so, so one day I'm up in the station right so this guy designer's in the hallway mm-hmm. so I said yo man what's up how you doing he goes and I said excuse me he started making all that noise right? I said yo this guy's retarded <laughs> yo. Because um, I got another story for you uh, here at St. John's University. He came and performed here for, for uh, I think it was tip-off for the basketball team. And uh, he, because we have the, the security here at the school public, called Public Safety, and he uh, went on uh, the court and yelled, F Public Safety, and he's banned from St. John's. He's not allowed to come back here. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no. He showed up here. He was like, F public safety. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, well, yeah, right. It won't bring him back here. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta be careful to watch what you're saying out here now, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but he was, he started up. What the hell was wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> did he know, did he know who you were? I don't, I don't think so. Oh, God. Oh man! But, you know his girlfriend. Matter of fact, yeah, you know what I wanted to say. His girlfriend that he's with now, she used to work at the station, so she she used to um do overnight. She's his manager now, so but yeah, he knew, he knew, he just started with some weird things and noises. I was like, yeah, okay, pal, you have a good day, pal. <laughs> Yeah, he's a part of the space music. Yeah, he's definitely part of that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but you know, but you know, funny thing is, you know, my, you know, my stepson, he plays all that wild stuff, and I be looking at him like, yo, that is rap, bro. You ain't doing all that. No, no. That. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, he, and then he gets mad when he hears. The old school stuff. He goes, I should know this stuff. I said, what you mean you should know? You grew up around it. That's why you know it. <laughs> yeah, we laugh, but it's funny though. <laughs> yeah, and um, it's just insane, like how hip hop has evolved because it started out with the MCs and the lyrics and the DJs and the no, vinyl. No, 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 no. It started with the DJ first. Yeah. The DJ was the was the main point of attraction. Mm-hmm. People came to hear the music and then then, then MC Coke the Rock got on the mic and said, You're rocking, you don't stop at the rock Then they created then that's what created all the monsters that's running around here now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> 
And then it went from the, the, the 80s, which was a, such a big time coming up with Run DMC. They made such an impact in hip-hop. And um, yeah, many, many road, groups. I went on the road with those dudes. What was it like with them on the road? It was fun. Well, we had a good time. Mm. Um, I, I remember we was, we was in, I think it was, the, we was in Detroit. And it was like 90% of the crowd had some hospital. <sighs> and, and he, and Ron goes, anybody got on a pair of Adidas, put it in the air. And was the whole crowd. Yeah, it, it's just they did so much for the culture and, and Adidas. Like if as soon as you, I think of Adidas, I think of Run DMC and vice versa. Yeah, that's right. And same today, a lot of people like Jordans and yeah, Nikes. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 a big Ewing guy. Oh yeah, you were, you were, okay when he when he came out with his sneaker, that was a big sneaker. Yeah. And then okay, so you remember when he had his old sneaker, the Ewing sneaker? You remember that one? Yeah. Because he had he had he had one he had one with his Adidas, and then he started his own sneaker line. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He had some joints, but that. I've seen pictures of it. Yeah, I've seen it. You can still buy them. You know, we still, still, still got them, but they don't run you. Yeah. <laughs> 200, 250. Like that store that I'm in on, um, all the way downtown got it. Um, on, what's that? House of Sneak, that's that store. Oh, is it House, House of Hoops? No, that, that big casino store, House of Broadway. Oh. It's different how, like, the whole, like, hip-hop culture changed, like, with sneakers and clothes. Like, even now, like, today, like, you, the the total fashion is different. I remember everything was, like, uh, extra large, like, double XL, and now everything's all tight. Yeah, everybody's wearing tight, though. I don't understand it. It should be, it'd be a size too tight. I saw one, I saw one, I said, yo, man, boy, you better run, man. You look at as we transition to like the 80s late 80s and early 90s we started seeing more rappers like Nas and Tupac and they made a big impact on the culture and what was it like during that time in the 90s because that was a oh, huge it was, it was, that was that was great music was being put out there mm-hmm. it, it got strange after 2000 it got strange <laughs> when would you when would you say it started to get a little like hairy there you're like oh I don't know where this is heading Which rapper, in your opinion, changed it? That dude, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was in the. You know, me and my cousin was in the car. 
and that's he did it. He came on, he said, to myself, I was to myself. Oh my god. And, and then myself was like, You know what you're talking about, right? You say something real wild. And he got to explain it to me. I was like, Wow, that's on the radio like that spinning at two thirty in the afternoon at the S W J. There's also been people that have told me that they think Lil Wayne changed hip hop too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but I know. I know. I, when I first saw Jersey Boy, I, I was in my class for Lil Wayne. That's the way he was nothing. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Lil Wayne was a little different. But all that, all that, all that cash, early cash money was was different. Hmm. There was another label too that came out of Houston. I can't remember those dudes' names. Was it Paul Wall? No, it was, it was Cash Money and, a, and another label. Mm. I can't remember them. those dudes. They didn't stay around long. They disappeared. But I, I remember they were from Houston. Mm. It wasn't. It wasn't Rap Alive Records either. They came out the same time as Cash Money. Mm. So they had a, a distribution deal for Universal. I can't. What's it coming? Chameleonaire. Yeah, that's right, Chameleonaire. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I remember what. Uh, um. I know. I know they was. They was on. They was. They was on. Um. Universal. Hmm. Universal MTA, but they was from Houston, though. I remember that. I do remember Chameleonaire. That was like 2005. Yeah, came later on but I'm talking about I'm talking about like right when right when Cash Money was coming out Cash came out too mm. but they didn't they didn't stay around long they kind of faded but I know they used to do mm. I know I, I can't remember they had a player coming to me after I get on the phone with you alright so, so how many listeners you got over there bro you take live callers too and all that <laughs> what was that I said you take live callers over there over there on the station yes we do Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I also wanted to ask you, um, what was your favorite hip hop album of all time? Wow, that's hard. Can't you can't really pinpoint that. It was a, it was a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, How about your favorite to spin? That's hard, bro. Mm. You know, it's Public Enemy. They have a Black Planet, NWA stuff, um, Ice Cube stuff. You know, it's hard to do, you know what I mean? It's Run DMC, yeah. Big Daddy Kane. It's, you know, it's hard, man. It was, all that stuff was hot back then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody was putting out, everybody was putting out good stuff. I can't really... I can't really say my favorite, man. It's too, too much. LL Cool J stuff, too. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The, you know what I mean? That whole going back to Cali. Yeah, that radio, that radio album. That radio album was incredible, man. Yeah. And then, and then same thing with, with Houdini. With, oh, Friends. With, with Five Minutes of Funk. And, and, and even that record Nucleus. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jam on it. And you can't really... Yeah, I boys, you... You can't really say, but you know, it was just, it was coming one after another, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why it was the, the golden era of hip hop. 
It was. And there's a lot of kids out here today, like I talk with them in my school, they don't even know who Raekwon and Ghostface Killer are. I'm like, huh? That's crazy. It, it's just puzzling to me that there's so many people out here that don't know the legends and the icons. And it's like... That's crazy. Because they're so involved in this new hip-hop. And I'm like, that's just... I just say it right now. It's just straight trash to me. Like, I can't... <laughs> I, I just can't listen to it. I don't even know if then they'd understand it. I don't know. Yeah, no, they don't. Cause I, 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 I've asked them. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I asked them. Believe me, when I see them in that hallway, I ask them. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you saying? Oh, I don't know OG. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's it's very I puzzling. I believe it. Artists who have gotten angry? Yeah, we ain't gonna mention no names. No. <laughs> Couple of them got angry. Yo, man, you know. Yeah, this is our, this is our era. You know. I, I, I just feel like, yeah, okay. And, and a couple of them think that they are like the, the, the architects of this thing, too. He's only been around a hot day. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that was cast before me. But I remember. Mm. I mean, so, but it's all good. You know, you, when you put in the time, and you, you can last five years and still be relevant, then you can talk. Mm, exactly. You know what I mean? Who are your, some of your favorite artists that are out today? Well, like I said, you know, I like, I like Meek Mills. I, you know, I like Rick Ross. Um, what's this kid on? Oh. Oh, what's that kid on? Oh. Do you like Kendrick Lamar? Nah. Nah, really? Yeah, that's a yeah. bi- that's a big one out here. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, really pull my team. Right, but some people like him. I used to be like, yo, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what's, my, what's my man that made that song? Drink, drink. Oh yeah, that that's right. What's his name? That, that's Kendrick, right? Yeah, that's Kendrick. That was off of uh, Swimming Pools. Okay, okay, that was that was the only song I liked by him. Mm. I know. There's a couple other artists as well. J. Cole, Dave East. Yeah, Dave East is cool. I, 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 really, I really like Dave East. He's very overlooked, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. He's cool. I know there's a Joey Badass as well. What's the, what's the, what's the big fat guy? A- Action Bronson. He does. It, and... and I remember when Action Bronson, I forget who he was on, ESPN or some interview, and he was like, someone said, compared him to Ghostface, and he said, don't compare Ghostface to me because he's washed up. Wow. He said that? Yeah. Are legends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sir. So when, when, when you want every day? 
I'm on every Monday night at from eight to nine thirty p.m. and then I'm I have a Wednesday show from nine thirty to eleven p.m. Okay, so so you on there mixing and interviewing people? Yeah, basically, basically I I I, I started out last year. I'm throwing all the 90s hip hop on here at uh, St. John's University, and it's just been okay. great, great ever since for me. Alright, so you want you want to do radio full career? Yeah, I, it's something I've like fell in love with though, because I always liked radio and just l- <laughs> listening to DJs mix. So you you in for it? Uh, you don't caught the bug, huh? <laughs> yeah, okay, Get ready for it, my brother. Yeah. Now, uh, where where do you see hip hop heading in the n- next few years? Do you think it could go back to lyrics? Well, there's a couple of songs I hear now. A couple of guys are, are starting to spit with some sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I just I I think you know you know my whole thing is this, man. You know when when that computer came into into the in the in the forefront to me I think it destroyed the way the, the music sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to go in the studios to be in there, you know, fifteen, sixteen hours, you know, and to me to me to me tape sounds better than that system to me. It had it had a more warm feeling to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That digital sounds more metal, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta. If, if you know anybody that has a twenty-four track studio, man, you need to go witness that, and then sit with the digital, and, and you'll see the difference. I believe to it. To me, that to me that that changed it. You know, that computer took over. You know, it it to me, I I think it destroyed the whole system of how we was networking and and politicking to make moves because it, it destroyed the record stores it put the record stores out of business it did because not put, as many artists are making money anymore no, no it put it put a lot of record, the record labels out of business a lot of independent labels went out of business see that was always see back then if you couldn't get on a major there was always an indie that would put your stuff out and you still go out and make some money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, there's somebody going, oh, he's old, he don't know what he's talking about. But I, I, just, I just think that it, it destroyed a, a whole lot of things. Man. When once the, like, you don't see nobody. There's no, there's no, there's no album release party. You know, mm-hmm. nobody picks up the phone. Oh, it's all email and crap. You know, you know what I mean. And, you know, we used to have like these conventions, the impact. You know, how can I be now? And you could physically touch uh, a, a, a president of a record label. You could physically touch him and talk to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they always wanted to know what was the next thing coming. But you don't see none of that now. No, there's, there's no. There's no networking. There's no nothing. You know, everything everything got condensed and downsized when that computer took over. And then, and then, 
They were like people that thought they were DJs, not that they were DJs. Not all they got to do is go on the computer and download some music. Until you carry 50 Christian records and carry 10 speakers and, and, and load it up in the van and take it out, set it up, take it apart, load the van back up, and then unload it again and put it in your house. Hmm. You understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I don't, but, like, I know of people who did, and that's the art of hip-hop. That's where it started. Yo, man, man, my back, my back now is it's kind of messed up from that. So. I believe it. You know what I mean? I believe it. And then it, it was much harder, like, setting up, like, with the needle and everything. Now it's oh, just, you yeah, load it, yeah. you just load it right in. Yeah, you know, like I said, you know, we used to come with ten speakers, man. So you, if you got, if you got four, five, eight keys, and then you got 15s, and you got some horns, and then you got to bring like like three racks of amps, and on top of a turntable, you know what I mean? And I stuff was just, I stuff was a light, and then the record, I stuff was a light, bro. That was just, that was a very expensive habit, man. Yeah. You know, you know and, you know, but you know, like I said, man, you know, hey, man, I would have, if I had a chance to do it all over again, I'd probably do it. Mm. I definitely want to learn on vinyl if I ever like take this any further. No, there was electronic. We have electronic, and so I I always just said that like from the beginning, like when I first got my first set of turntables, it was the DDJSX2. I always said I want to have a set of vinyls because that's the way. And like for like what I promote and what I mix. Like, it just doesn't feel genuine, like, on electronic turntables. Because when I mix, I, I play the 90s hip-hop. Okay. I tell, I, tell, I tell you what I'm going to do. Um, when we get off the phone, mm-hmm. I'll get you on the phone with my partner. And if you need him to come out here and mix live with you, he'll bring the turntable to you plug into the system. Mm-hmm. And then keep it 100, you know what I mean? He'll come out here and do it with you. I appreciate that a lot. All right. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right. I always wanted to know the feel of like mixing with vinyl. Like I, I never, I just never. Like it, it's something you can speak on because you've done it your whole life. But like I just want to know like what it is. Well, that's that's the way. That's the way I was caught on the turntables and the mixer, man. You know, it's to me, it's a, the best feeling in the world, man. Mm. You know, you just actually gotta, you know, do it, man, and then you understand what it is. You know, you got thousand people listening to your every move, but it's even a whole nother, whole nother brother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, when we get to man, you, you know, send me the email through the through the DM. I'll put you on the phone with my partner. He'll come out there with the tables and. Yeah, master, I might, I might come out there with him, and we'll do something crazy one night. You know what I mean? Oh, phew. wow! Right. That would, right. <laughs> that would be legendary. Yeah, uh, yeah, master, we'll, I'll set that up. All right. I appreciate that a lot. All right. I really do. All right, bro. And um, I, I just want to remind everyone to tune into your show every night on WBLS. Now, no, 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 every Saturday. Yep, that's right. Every Saturday at 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. That's right. 
Now, what 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 will your preview be for this Saturday night? Is it going to be the the the? I don't, I don't, you know, man. I don't know until I get in the in, when I'm setting up the turntables and then and then stuff just pops up in my head, you know. Mm. Because I remember you, because I remember when uh, before you officially went on air for 11 p.m., you were playing uh, Camp Low, Lucini. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, right. I never, I never know until I got the computer in front of me, and then I go, okay, let me play this. And then I'm, then I'm off to the race. That's, that's how it goes. Mm. When I had, when I had the records, I just go eeny meeny miny mo, the record out and go. <laughs> It it depends on your mood too, I think too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that way now. Mhm. Cause sometimes I feel like you're on like a chill mood. You'll want to play like R and B, and then like when you're just like in a like like a nasty mood, you'll want to throw on something like you played Saturday Night the Mob Deep. Yeah, that was hard. Man. Yeah, you were like uh to uh stick up music. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> I've got the official stick up music on. <laughs> oh that's yeah. What that was. It's better than space music, a hundred percent. Right about that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it go. I wish it'll go back to that, though. I really do. Yeah, it will. It will. It will come back. I'm hearing. I'm hearing some things. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing some things. I'm hearing some things. I'm hoping. All right. And uh, I want to thank you tonight, Chuck Chilla, for calling to my show. No problem, bro. I really appreciate you, you, it. You reached out, so like I said, man, we, I'm, I'm gonna set up some. I'm about to come out there with um. Yeah, I'm on from Monday nights to eight to nine thirty PM. I'm gonna and when you on Wednesday? Wednesdays I'm on from nine thirty to eleven PM. Okay. Alright, so that sounds right. So we just so we just can't come out there and just take over. Until <laughs> <laughs> you tell us the program too much we take it over in like five hours. <laughs> Uh, I'll have to tell him. I'll have to tell him. I so I tell you what we do. We'll set up something, and I'll we'll come out there one Wednesday night. We'll just hang out and just go through certain things and talk about certain things, right? Yeah, definitely. I'd love to learn on vinyl. I d- definitely would. It would be a, a great learning experience for me. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll set it up with you, okay? Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, Chuck. Chill out. Yeah, no problem, man. Is there anything else you want to add? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you wanna if you wanna be a a DJ or a rapper, you know, just don't uh you gotta eat, drink, and sleep this thing, man. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta put in the work. You can't give up no matter what. I'm... You gonna have people in your ear telling you, you know, yo, you don't need to do that. If they tell you that, get them out their life because they don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. You know what you want, so you go do what you. That's how I always been. You know what I mean? I've I've had. Many girlfriends tell me, "Oh, this is nothing," and they, and they are gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, All Chuck Chow, right. for calling in. I'm gonna reach out to you as soon as this is done. Yeah, we'll see. I set up some medium blast to come out there on a Wednesday, and then help bring the turntables and we plug in, and then we go from there. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do it up right. All right. Thanks again, Chuck Chow. I really appreciate this. No problem, Max. No problem. And I have a good night. That was DJ Chuck Chillout, one of the greatest DJs of all time, calling into WSJU Radio tonight. Gave a insight on how 
he liked to DJ and what, how it took him on a long journey and uh, artists who he's been on the road with and as well as much more insight on the music today and the music back then and uh, I definitely look forward to chopping it up with Chuck again and uh, stay tuned some more coming soon and again thank you Chuck Chilla for calling in tonight it was a big blessing for you calling in tonight definitely a legend on the turntables and now when I come back on air I will be back on air with my brother DJ Marco and Pretty Lou one of the hottest hosts in NYC and uh, stay tuned The instructor. 